From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Wednesday, October 5th. I'm Sarah Reif. There is no legal connection between two organizations that share key personnel, a website, and a mailing address, according to an attorney for Unconditional Freedom, a nonprofit organization that was providing gardening and spiritual curriculum at the Mendocino County Jail until early this week. But according to OneTaste.us, a website that went live this year, there does seem to be some kind of relationship between the service organization and a company that's been dogged by reports of financially and sexually exploitive practices. According to OneTaste.us, Unconditional Freedom and the Institute of Ohm Foundation are two of the nonprofits represented by an online education platform that's an initiative of OneTaste, a wellness company that offers expensive, high-end training in a clitoral stimulation technique called orgasmic meditation, or Ohm. KZYX aired an hour-long interview featuring Marissa Ward, the program manager of Unconditional Freedom's Prison Monastery Project in August. Ward is also listed as a high-level one-taste coach on OneTaste.us's coaching page, where intimacy training packages run upwards of $500. She told Farm and Garden host Elizabeth Archer that the Unconditional Freedom Project started in 2020, making protective masks for incarcerated people. Offerings quickly expanded. We gather the experts in their field on our staff, from yoga teachers, meditation teachers, professional writers and educators, social workers, and we designed a program that could offer access to inner peace and transformation regardless of external circumstances. And that is how the Prison Monastery Workbook was first born. That workbook, The Art of Soul Making, was written by One Taste founder Nicole Daydone. Daydone is now asking the High Court in London to allow her to pursue a defamation lawsuit against the BBC for a 10-part podcast called The Orgasm Cult, which chronicled the experiences of people who claimed that the organization engaged in abusive and controlling practices to make money from sex. A Bloomberg piece from 2018 reported former members' allegations that One Taste pressured its sales team to work long hours selling seats at One Taste events, often to pay off staggering debts they themselves had incurred to progress in the organization. Marcus Ratnathakam, Unconditional Freedom Executive Director and former teacher at the One Taste Men's Program, told KZYX in an email that he was happy to answer any questions on the record about any of the operational and philosophical elements of the prison monastery, free food, black box, earth, or any of our programs. He then sent cursory responses to our general manager through his attorney. That document said the program measures the success of its curriculum by personal flourishing and savings in state and county tax dollars. Attorney Karen Callahan did not know how much money the program was saving. Personal flourishing appears to be measured by brief before and after assessments where inmates report significant reductions in anger, depression, and drug and alcohol use, which they're not supposed to have access to in the jail anyway. Objective measurements like recidivism and post-release employment, housing, and sobriety were not immediately available. Sheriff Matt Kendall had some rough metrics. The garden program is, I believe, that we save something like... uh and it's going to be more this year because prices of things have gone up. But uh, last year, I believe we saved over $10,000 just in the vegetables. And we're looking at the folks who are going through the program versus the folks who are not. Um, and we're trying to put together some data on that. But you have to understand, you know, that's going to take probably another year before we get enough history in the, in the rearview mirror that we can look and say, is this really working? Both Kendall and Chief Probation Officer Eisen Locatelli, who runs Juvenile Hall, said they never had complaints about any of the Unconditional Freedom volunteers in their institutions. Locatelli welcomed the help after he cut back on staff. A while back, our uh, staffing uh, was reduced when the county had uh, 
conversations about closing juvenile hall and to keep it open uh, we we had to have less staff um, so we use more community-based organizations or non-governmental organizations and volunteers to do some of the work we used to do uh, which includes uh, having unconditional freedom uh, project uh, working in our garden and on a volunteer basis um, and that started over uh, probably over a year ago Maurice Clavel, the Unconditional Freedom volunteer who is cleared to work in the garden at Juvenile Hall, is also featured on OneTaste.us as a high-level OneTaste coach. The garden is closed until security protocols can be improved after two inmates escaped briefly over the weekend, but Locatelli said Clavel will not return when the garden reopens. The curriculum was not in use at Juvenile Hall, and volunteers are never alone with inmates. He hopes to continue the gardening project. Growing up in this community and and not wanting to bring any type of um, perception issues and having a vulnerable population, you know, I think it would be best to do some type of RFP um, and bring in a variety of different people and make a selection process uh, that's very transparent and open. On Monday afternoon, Kendall spoke with Retinathicam. He said he wasn't much more successful than we were at getting information. Marcus said that he had previously worked for One Taste, um, and that he was very proud of the work that they had done. I, I said, there are some things that went on there that simply shocked my conscience. And he said, well, you know, the reporting made it very shocking to people. And so I very bluntly asked him, um, you know, if there was, you know, some type of group masturbation going on. And he simply went into the science behind things and did not answer. What is your next step? For me, and I've been very clear about this, if it doesn't meet my morals and values for my family, it's not good enough for the inmate population. And I'm sorry, from what I've seen so far, the work that uh, the Unconditional Freedom Project did, I'm thrilled with it. I thought that they were good professional people. However, if the foundation at this is one taste, I am not okay with that. And it, it will not continue. Unconditional Freedom Programming at the jail was suspended immediately. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Reich. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org.